0: Hey, everybody. Hi. I nailed the clip that time with the music squeezer yeah, What the people well at home don't know is i screwed that up the first time and our new music track is out uh our halloween track for this season uh, if you notice at home my voice is a little hoarse um,
1: oh we're doing impressions now
0: i always think that's my thing oh yeah doing impressions now
1: Oh, is this the horse show finally?
0: No, we, we've we talked about it, but we, we...
1: It was on the list, and then it got bumped. Yeah, just like the Earth Day. Calendars. The Earth Day show keeps getting yeah. bumped.
0: But we're, we're planning on it next Earth Day.
1: The horse show on Earth Day?
0: No. Well, no. Huh. Uh, but I have a cold that I got last week when we were recording. About a week ago, I felt it coming mm-hmm. on i woke up friday morning with it and it is now thursday night i still have it <laughs> it will not go it's, away
1: it's very it's very sexy oh, it's very I'm low and slow
0: i'm drinking uh a hot toddy it's a lemon ginger tea with some bourbon and honey Ooh. um look at you i also have beer on standby because the yes. cold beer seems to clear my throat but uh it still comes back um raspy so i'll have a raspy voice tonight our friend eric from texas who's actually in town he's coming to hang out with us on friday night squeezer
1: oh cool
0: Uh, he's coming to um the hockey game oh shit yeah um he's gonna be happy that i got i'm re-diagnosed with tuberculosis (laughs) it's been a while but i i control my cough theater so i'll be able to maybe um, regulate that a little better even though i do sound
1: a leansy bit horse. You know what? I, I think it adds to the... I think you're just fucking with us, and you're just finally tweaking, like, your EQs, so you sound like a grown man. I sound like a man, finally. No. No, I'm not a man. still, still Seriously, a... Seriously, it sounds like we're doing a Valentine's Day show right now.
0: Uh, if I'm making you feel funny, Squeezer, you could just tell me. In a funny way. Okay. Go ahead, tell oh, me. Oh, that kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Oh. It's my tea. helps Nice. Uh, I got my coffee.
0: No, I, I have beer. I'm I'm going the opposite. I got you're, beer too. Oh, okay. You you go up. I huh? like to go down. It is probably the earliest we've recorded in a while. It's eleven o'clock.
1: Yeah, it's still today. It's, it's still yet. today.
0: We're not doing a morning show for once.
1: We'll, we'll end tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll end tomorrow, but we're starting today. Tomorrow, uh, Enchantress and I leave for Chicago.
1: You're a jet setter.
0: We are. Uh, we just got back from Berlin, and we leave for Chicago tomorrow. We're gonna get some deep dish pie, and some ha- Italian beef sandwiches.
1: <laughs> that sounds delicious.
0: No, oh, I can't wait for our uh, Giandaros.
1: You're gonna come back looking like me. I can't wait.
0: You've you've been saying that since we started this podcast. <laughs>
1: I know. Every time you do a candy show. Well, after today, maybe.
0: Uh, I tried. How how are you feeling? It's Giordano's, Giordano's. Um, okay, you finished it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I didn't want to just leave that. It would be weird if I didn't finish it and then eat the cheeseburger. Oh
0: yeah, you got the cheeseburger too. Oh I, yeah,
1: you got it's like the sorbet of McDonald's.
0: I, I so we went to McDonald's. We promised we we're gonna get the grand on meal. I I kind of chickened out and went the medium fry and uh, medium. Uh, diet coke uh but i got the mcrib and squeezer got himself a mcrib too um did you you go medium meal too
1: i had to i couldn't look uh i have responsibilities now i have to stay alive until at least they're through college for the children
0: well i don't know do you have a life insurance policy
1: um champ i'm not really worth that much right i'm worth more the i'm worth more alive right now to me you're worth more alive i need you Oh, thanks. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, um, but yeah, I, I tell him how much of my sandwich I ate.
1: Um, a third.
0: Tell him how much I wanted to eat after the first bite. None. Yes.
1: <laughs> the look on your face said it all.
0: Yeah. Guess what? I don't. I. There's a reason why I never had a Micram.
1: Yeah, so th- it was my first McRib. I'm not going to lie. I'm it, not going to pretend that I was part of the Szechuan sauce craze either, you
0: know. No, no, this was my first McRib also.
1: This was, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I eat a lot of barbecue. And I know what I'm I I'm know what I'm getting <coughs> myself into. Right.
0: See, um, I like barbecue sauce. You said you don't?
1: I don't like barbecue sauce. Oh, I love period. barbecue sauce. Unless it's like a really well done custom. And now, right now there's someone down south going, but you got, and I'm not even going to bother doing a, southern accent um i'm way too nasally for that uh look i like good barbecue sauces, like legit homemade like but when you and i but i don't like it slathered either oh i love it like when i do my ribs i do just a dry rub and when i wrap them and melt it whatever kind of congeals and melts on it that becomes its own sauce
0: it's like a shellacking
1: yes i don't i don't like a very wet
0: no, when I make like yeah. barbecue chicken, I like a wet, like I like it smeared and smothered.
1: Um, no, I like a, no, I like just a a, a glazing. Okay, yeah, I like. If you will. I, like I don't a, like mess.
0: I like a glazing. Same but thing with I like my wings. I
1: like a dry wing. I prefer a drier wing. A no. little sauce. No, I like a lot. Like of sauce. I don't, I don't like like bone dry. Right. But at the same time, I don't like them like they like you're just eating wing soup. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a happy medium. I guess. Um it was enjoyable watching you as you're biting into it and squeezing it and watching it actually squeeze out and slide down the bottom, so yeah, you're just tough. biting into bread and it was like getting away from you. It's tough to keep enjoyable.
0: that that formed uh beef formed pork patty in the bun. Uh Yes,
1: it was rather lubricated. They should add some ribbing to it at least so it kind of like bites into the breading there, there is ribbing uh, they there, need more then
0: there's like the bone form that they put into it
1: uh i don't if know if
0: that's necessarily ribbing
1: yeah i don't know i wasn't i'm sure people out there are screaming at their it's fine everyone's entitled fortunately i had a, just a simple old cheeseburger there to help wash it down and that made things all better Yeah, I, I was I was disappointed. It was too much. It, I didn't taste the meat. I should have wiped the sauce off.
0: Hmm. No, I, I tasted wiped the meat. the sauce it, it off was...
1: so I can I can have no, some of the you were, taste. You were and better judge, off. Judge the meat. You were better off. Yeah. Oh, all right. And fortunately, all the salt and the French fries was enough to kind of.
0: Yeah, you can't. By the go, time Ma- I was
1: halfway through the sandwich, I couldn't feel my tongue.
0: <coughs> McDonald's fries—you really can't do. I mean, you can't do better than they. they, no, they the just best. conquered the French fry world. Even if they're not like you, you, ours were kind of like not perfect, not really fresh out of the fryer, a
1: little soggy. No, I, well, we the McDonald's we chose wasn't exactly the um. That McDonald's, it, that that one—it's a police substation first, then a McDonald's. Is it? A, it's like a classic-looking McDonald's though. Yeah, but it's also police station. Because of where we were.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we are on our way to a meeting and it was just it was actually on the way to the meeting, so
1: Yeah. But it worked there. out.
0: Yeah. Uh I got
1: my I got my pork.
0: Dwayne seemed like to like subset. it. <laughs>
1: He went. He, oh, went, yeah. he went. He went with us. He it. wasn't he even part of it. And too. Yeah,
0: he went with us just just because he wanted one.
1: He's like, "No, nah, I packed." And You're like, "Rib, rib."
0: He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going." So, he enjoyed it. But me and yeah, I, I, yeah, I left.
1: I left a lot of sandwich on the table. I mean, I didn't just out of respect <laughs> for the animal and other things that were in it. Yeah, you.
0: Uh, you what'd you say? You choked it down. He took, yeah i, I it he was took like homer da- he like, took it down really like, like a like a duck yeah like a duck eating white bread it's kind of yeah. how he took it down
1: um and it, it wasn't like i'm holding my nose at it. it's like i was so excited for this and i just i i'm sorry i just didn't get it it didn't do it for me
0: yeah it's it's, it's still cool though that the the possibility is. of the grand poop on meals back uh did you get yours with onions and pickles Oh yeah, I, I everything on it. Oh yeah, I didn't get cause I like onions, but I don't like pickles. But I was just like, it gave you the option of plain or not, so I just went plain. Mm. I probably should had the onions. It might have added some flavor.
1: No, uh, I didn't really know they were. even... <coughs> yeah, it got into a pickle halfway through. I'm like, oh, there's pickles in here. Mm. It was like a little surprise. Mm. It was like when you get one of those little eggs, but you eat the toy instead. <laughs> which I know you can't do that in America now, but someone in Germany is like, yeah, yeah, the, the Kinder, Kinder Joy. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to actually have toys in candy in the United States. No, because we're
0: very stupid here. Yes. You'll think it's edible, so you'll eat it. This is part of my candy. I could can eat this, correct? Yes. Uh, but no, that's you should not eat it. Uh, but we did not get to to get you the uh, Reese's pumpkin with the Reese's pieces in it. We didn't get to. Well, we went to Sheets. You didn't come in.
1: No. Oh, I forgot I could have done that. Well, so here's the thing. <coughs> After last week's show, I was so excited and I went upstairs and Mrs. Squeezer was awake because, well, um, you're 3-year-old, you're 3-month old. She doesn't have a choice. Yeah, she w- it's not like she was like waiting up to talk to me. Mm. Um and I was so excited. I'm like, "I'm going to cheer you up cuz she loves Reese's." And I'm like, "Hey, you know there's a Reese's out there that is shaped like a pumpkin and it's got Reese's pieces in it, right? Well, she kinda just...
0: they've been doing the Reese's pumpkin for a long time, but the Reese's pieces pumpkin's like two years old already.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I don't follow up on the candy, so I was excited to tell her, and yeah, she kind of no, looked at it. me cross-eyed. She's like, "Yeah, I, I know. We had an entire bag, and that orange bag in the pantry. That was what they were, and I ate them all."
0: When you told me yeah. that story, I was like, "Oh, so you tried one?" You're like, "Oh no, she ate them all before I tried." Them. I could try one.
1: Yeah. No. So and and nothing made me happier though than her putting me in my place like that. It was kind of enjoyable.
0: I know how you like that.
1: You know what? Sometimes you just uh, oh, uh, you like getting kicked when you're done. Sometimes you like playing the straight man. Yeah. It's 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 the unforgiven. Uh, you know, everyone everyone wants to be the face, but it's more fun being the heel. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Well, you are, you're you were total face in the situation. Missus Squeezer was playing Ric Flair heel on you, raked your eyes, and put you in the figure four, just out of reach of the Reeses.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it was like the go home show where I, I'm good guys going out on their back.
0: Yeah, uh-huh.
1: got to set up. I gotta get my big win.
0: Yeah, it's the go home raw WrestleMania is tomorrow, and you're gonna you're you're gonna come back and beat her and get the Reese's. No, you didn't. I didn't. It was it was booked by uh, Kevin Nash, <laughs> <laughs> the finger poke of Doom. uh, she just touched you and then ate all the Reese's. Poked you. Took all the Reese's. I can go for one of those now uh reese's with reese's pieces in it yeah yeah i have some i have some Ooh. of the i have some a secret stash or some of the outrageous ones with the caramel too Ooh, yeah but nice i can only look. i can only like one every like week because they're so decadent oh <laughs> they're the mini ones i also got a case of pecan snickers bars i got to do a review on They're snickers bars and they're, they're a limited edition. It's a limited edition case from Mars sent it to me. I, I, I was looking for you in the studio. I got it at work was, and you were nowhere to be found. Everyone was like looking like, what is that? It's like this nice pull out case that has you pecans. You're sneakers. looking for me? Yeah.
1: It's probably, I was in there taking pictures of hats.
0: No, this was a few days ago. Oh. And um, yeah, they're limited edition pecan Snickers. So they're they're the same recipe as Snickers, but instead of peanuts, they use pecans, which I love. I haven't tried them yet, but I, I love pecans. And um, they're, uh, again, limited edition, if I can say that enough. And they're from Waco, like a Texas special. So I will take some pics and review uh, probably on YouTube. Maybe not. (laughs) Can't promise. But I got them downstairs. Maybe I'll send a few out to people if you want them. They're hard to get, apparently. Um, Pecan Snickers. Are you a Pecan fan?
1: Yeah, I enjoy them. Uh, I, I mean... Yeah, I don't go either way. If they're there,
0: they're. I mean, peanuts. I, everyone likes peanuts, but yeah. But I mean, behind cashews, I say pecan would be my second favorite. Ex- actually, yeah. Usually,
1: nut. when when I when I get the um, uh, sugar <coughs> nuts. Yeah. Uh, on those certain on those certain days, and it's yeah. rare that I'm I'm gonna do that, but it's usually like a two-hour rain-delayed double header. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna go treat myself, and I actually go for the pecans over the uh cashews
0: yeah i like i I like those too, like praline style Mm -hmm. um again i'm allergic to almonds so almonds are off the table for me so Mm.
1: i like almonds just raw it's uh, a little too much going on roasted yeah i'm like with all the sugary shit
0: yeah well i like pecans raw too they're really good Mm -hmm. pecans pecans whatever it's uh almonds are really healthy but they kill me so i can't eat yeah And I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The allergies are so weird. I don't understand why. Uh, macadamia
1: nuts too. I can't have. You Can't. I don't under. All because like one's a bush and one. Uh, who the hell knows how the other ones grow? <laughs> yeah,
0: I really don't know. The, but I'm allergic to like peas, lentils, soy
1: legumes.
0: Yeah, but a but a peanut's a legume. But peanut. Huh. And so is uh cashew. I think.
1: I I think it's just.
0: Or is cashew a tree nut? We have this thing called the internet. I, we could look all this up.
1: We could, or we can just speculate. We got microphones, so. <laughs>
0: we we do have microphones, so we could speculate. So a cashew is is the seed of a cashew apple,
1: huh? Huh? What's a cashew apple?
0: What's oh, a cashew apple apple?
1: I've never had a
0: cashew. It's apple. a reddish to yellow fruit whose pulp can be processed into a sweet. Wait, a, it's red. A cashew apple is a light reddish to yellow fruit whose pulp can be processed into a sweet, astringent fruit drink, or distilled into liquor.
2: Huh.
1: Hmm. Can can you have cashew booze? Well, that kill you too.
0: No, I can have cashews. Kind of pear? I'm uh, not pears. Ah, uh, fucking. Uh, oh, almonds, almonds. Yeah. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. So it says, huh. cashew tree is large and evergreen. uh the fruit of the cashew. do these things grow? uh Brazil. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, that's what
1: It seems like a lot of work just to get some nuts. Central
0: America, Caribbean, South America, Vietnam, and India, and Ivory Coast. So Mm -hmm. the true fruit of the cashew tree is a kidney or boxing glove-shaped droop (coughs) that grows at the end of the cashew apple. The droop develops first on the tree, and then pedicel expands to become the cashew apple. Clearly. And then the true fruit contains a single seed, which is often considered a nut. In the culinary sense so bah, 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 bah. some people are allergic to cashews but they are less frequent allergen than tree nuts or peanuts okay so it's not a tree that's why I'm because it's a seed yeah it's a seed hmm, hmm. hey you learn something every day look at that yeah all these years we've been eating cashews. We don't even know where they fucking come from.
1: I'm going to be all, yeah. Do you know where your food comes from? Well, there's an apple and they pull this apple down and rip it apart and they get one little, or are there, are there multiple little cashews in one no, there's, cashew there's, apple? there's one, I think.
0: That's probably why they're so oh, expensive.
1: What a pain in the ass.
0: And an almond is a tree nut. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. The fruit of the almond is a droop, which is not a true nut. Oh, no, no. True nut, not true nut. I'm an idiot.
1: So it's also like a seed.
0: Kind of, yeah. Huh. So it's a droop. Oh, of course. It's not a nut, but it's a droop uh coffee mango olives cashews pistachio uh apricot cherry damson nectarine peach plum
1: honestly if people just tuned in right now because with your cold and all so your tone and speech pattern they think to
0: listen to npr
1: it's like NPR, or it's a podcast just on uh, a podcast on, on <laughs> nuts, nuts and, and Fruits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's about as exciting as one right now. We got a really good level of excitement. Uh, no, but we are talking uh, Halloween shit, everybody. Let's curse a little, though, in it up.
1: All right. Fuck, fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck.
0: Um, Last week, we did retro Halloween commercials, too. And this week, we are talking more uh, spooky songs. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: So if, if, Yeah, so if you hear songs that aren't on this list, you're like, how the hell did you not talk about that? It was probably on last year's show.
0: Or we're saving it for next year's. So yeah. just relax, everybody, and listen to the music. I, I'm going first this week, right? Yes. All right, here is my first pick. I'm going to let it play a little bit so you get a little bit of sense of the song, and then I'll come in, and I'll pot it under and then talk about it. okay oh i like the logistics yeah so so here is my first song this is actually a pretty good song and this was kind of an afterthought so this is by um tuesday night uh she uh, is an actress and recording act, uh, artist her name is literally uh tuesday uh lynn night. Foreign Melody Lynn Knight, but changed her name to Tuesday.
1: Okay. I was going to say, our parents either have a really good sense of humor or they're just cruel.
0: No, Knight K-N-I-G-T. Yes. Um, <clears throat> no, so.
1: what if they were to actually name her Tuesday.
0: I mean, that's a pretty cool name, Tuesday.
1: It is. Oh, man, it was like three months too late on that one. Damn.
0: Yeah, you, that would have been... Tuesday Squeezer, yeah, mm, a good name. So, um, she made her a uh, first appearance acting, well, second appearance. I guess she was in a television movie before that, but her first major on-screen appearance. She replaced Patricia Arquette in the Dream Warriors sequel, Nightmare on Elm Street Four: The Dream Master. She was Kristen Parker. I like the Dream Master a lot. the the three My three favorite Freddy movies are three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. I've talked about on the show, <coughs> sorry, show many times. Um, and um, I have we've yet to talk about the Dream Master. So uh, uh, the the funny story about this movie was Wes Craven had his own pitch for the fourth Elm Street movie. And um, the idea was uh, like a time travel movie within dreams that broke all the rules of dreams. So um, like they figured out how to time travel within dreams and it it got really like convoluted and weird. And they're like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to go with that. Uh, This Winslow guy has his dream master idea and we're going to go with that. Um, so thank goodness they did. And, uh, they cast, um, Tuesday night as Kristen Parker, (coughs) pardon me, my, um, tuberculosis. So Kristen Kincaid and Joey have been released from Weston Hills, uh, where they were in for the dream therapy and they're back to their lives. And, uh, Kristen believes that, uh, Freddy Krueger will come back when she dreams and that she's in Freddie's old boiler room, but she's able to uh, summon Joey and Kincaid into her dream. And, uh, they get all pissed that she's back to her old ways. Uh, so they take her to the boiler room and show her that it's like a dead zone. You know, Freddie's not here. Uh, wow. Oh. So, um, Kristen summoned Kincaid's you dog. okay? Sorry, I scratched my back. <laughs> Kristen summoned the dog, and the dog uh, uh, jumps out of the boiler and bites him, and they all wake in. And uh, they start to realize that maybe that um, Freddy's not gone, and uh, the, the dream warriors might not have, have, have killed him. And there's, um, there's some pretty good death scenes in this movie. Uh, but I guess when uh, they decided to... Uh, Cast Tuesday night, she just put out her single debut album. Not her single album. Oh, man. I'm off my game today. It's part of me and my tuberculosis. Her de- self-titled debut album. So, she just like hit the scene as I a, blame the McRib. Yeah. It's probably, I'm all drunk on McRib. Fucking barbecue drunk. Pork drunk.
1: Uh, it's a good feeling.
0: <laughs> so, she had a debut album that came out right before she was cast in this movie. And... She told Rennie Harlan, who directed it, like, I have this idea for this song because I'm a recording artist. And he said, uh, go ahead and record it. And um, he played her, she played a tape for him in her car and he loved it and handed it to the music department. And uh, she had no idea that they were going to use it. And when she saw the movie play, it was the introductory theme. She was blown away. Now, they never put this on the album, and it was never released as a single. She just recorded this with her uh, writing partner, Michael uh, Igizi and they gave it to him, and it wound up in the movie.
1: How does that work out?
0: Well, it was never released anywhere, and because of licensing issues, uh, it never got as an official single. It never appeared on the soundtrack. She was never compensated for the song. And aside from just being in the movie, you couldn't access, You couldn't find the song forever. Um, there was a, a rip from the movie that you could find on like LimeWire, and then later on YouTube. Uh, and that rip was on her 2012 compilation album Faith. And that was kind of the first release. And then in 2015, they found it, remastered it, remixed it, and re-recorded it. And um,
1: does she have the rights to it now?
0: Yeah, it's her song. She always had the rights to it.
1: Did she? Because I would think that if, okay, but she didn't get compensated for. It. She I didn't would get have thought compensated for something for like it in that for it being in the movie. Like the the producers of the film, like the production company, would own the rights to it.
0: No, I'm sure she gets royalties every time it mm-hmm. plays. But she didn't get compensated for it being in the movie in general. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So, and of course, the next movie, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Dream Child, probably the s- uh, I don't know. It's a lot of people like don't like it as much as Dream Warriors and Dream Master and Dream Warriors and Dream Master were huge box office winners. And this movie kind of fucking just took a fucking turd. They always release really these in the kind of like late August, you know, to try and because movies would stay in theaters longer and play over. Mm-hmm. But like critics hated this movie. Uh, it got, you know, a lot of, a lot of hate and dream child is eh, not the best uh, of the Freddy movies. I still o- kind of like it. Um, It's not the worst. <laughs> the, if you want to get into the worst, I mean, we could talk about nightmare on Elm street movies that fucking suck.
1: Those are probably the ones I like the best. What? The ones that suck? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I like, I, you know, you know me. I don't like my horror, but I like when it's done really poorly.
0: Oh, so you like, like, the troll movies. The second one wasn't even about trolls. Troll 2.
1: Uh, even that's almost too good.
0: <clears throat> so there was Nightmare on Elm Street, which is okay. Uh, Freddy's Revenge, which is, I, I mean, it's all right uh dream warriors was written by Wes craven and it's probably the best of the three dream master is a pretty good story i like it dream child is that was 89 then the final nightmare i don't like at all
1: what's wrong with final nightmare
0: that's just not a good movie it's not that scary oh. uh, did you see final nightmare
1: i don't think you said it's not that scary yeah, you might like it. Oh, okay, I'll check it out, because uh, you know I'm a scaredy-pants.
0: I think it was 3D, too.
1: Oh, yeah. in that in that 1990
0: 3D. Yeah, it was uh, on the list of one of the worst films in 1991 I'm seeing now, so I'm not the only one who, <laughs> <clears throat> um, who thinks it's bad. Uh, so then it was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Uh, which I think a lot of people like. I, I kind of like it. I'm not, I, it's, you know, it's not my favorite, but it's it's good. It's way better than, than the fucking Final Nightmare. That movie sucks. And uh, then Freddy versus Jason, which <laughs> kind of sucks. Uh, but it's, I guess if you're into that, it's okay. And then uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the reboot, <clears throat> which I didn't particularly like at all. I don't know if you saw any of these.
1: No, 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 not after any. I don't think I saw like, uh, one, two, Ah, one, two, uh, trying to think. It's what happens is they really do just if you're not a, a fan, if you're not like or you know a cat even a casual viewer, they really do just blend together. Yeah. Into just one long murderous nightmare.
0: Well, it, they peaked with, with Dream Warriors. I think I, I'm not the only one who thinks it's their best one. It was a five mm-hmm. million dollar budget, and grossed forty four, almost forty five million worldwide. Uh, meanwhile, the Final Nightmare was a five million dollar budget and grossed thirty four million worldwide. <clears throat> Dream Child. I peaked really, in nineteen
1: eighty seven as well. So,
0: Dream Child, uh, really took a turd. That was a six million dollar budget, and that gross 22 million worldwide. The year before, Dream Master was a 13 million dollar budget. They put a lot of money in. This is the one with Tuesday Night Song and it grossed 49 million worldwide. They really didn't do good money. New Nightmare and the Final Nightmare both like sucked. New New Nightmare, I mean, I liked the movie, but it was 8 million and it grossed 19. But then Freddy vs Jason revitalized it. They put 25 million into it and they made 114 Minus 115.
1: 13 million is a lot though in nineteen eighty eight horror movie dollars. Think about it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for Dream Master, yeah, they put a lot yeah. of money in this movie. So that's probably why they didn't have any money to pay Tuesday night for a song. No,
1: that's true. It's yeah. like, hey, we, we got someone on the cast with a guitar.
0: Yeah. So Dream the three and four, Dream Warriors and the Dream Master, there was there there was a crescendo for Freddie. That was when he was at probably at his most popular. Yeah. And Tuesday night was making songs. And I actually like this song. It's pretty good. Running from this nightmare. But she's still I think she's still acting too. Tuesday night. Let's see. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. She looks kind of weird now. I think plastic surgery is Gotten the better of this poor
1: young lady. Oh, that's not nice to say.
0: Uh, I, <laughs> I, mean, I
1: can't be one to judge.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're not perfect. Well, speak for yourself. I mean, yeah, you're a very handsome, sweet boy. But the cover, also, if you look up the cover of this song, it's like uh, Robert England's Freddie Scott Her Tuesday night in his clutches with his claw on it. It says Nightmare from the motion picture, Nightmare Four on Elm Street. The Dream Master. Shoe covers. There's one with his hand, like and he's got his other hand with it ready to slash it. He's always Freddie's always posing. He's Freddie's good to pose for a picture. <laughs> he's like, I'm about to kill you, bitch. Say cheese. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So before he slashes you to death, he'll post for a pic. Selfies only. I don't know what Freddy's selfie policy is.
1: I I think he likes just having his image out there. It's good marketing. Hmm, you're probably right.
0: All right, uh, here's your first pick.
2: You'd like to see something strange Come with us and you will see This our town of Halloween This is Halloween, this is Halloween Pumpkins scream in the dead of night This is Halloween, everybody make a scene Trick or treat Tell the neighbors gonna
0: die a fight It's our Ah, great song
1: Oh yeah You were with Isn't me
0: it? when I bought Enchantress the snow globe that plays
1: this song that's what made me think of it. I'm like, hey, this wasn't in our first one. And then I've been singing it, like, Since... all week. Oh.
0: We were singing oh, no, it that night. It was night. stuck
1: in my head for quite some time when you bought that.
0: Yeah, we were singing it that
1: night. We were walking around in the middle of August yeah. singing This Is Halloween. Uh, I think it's a fitting... I... It doesn't have to be a Halloween song, just because the lyrics are all about This Is Halloween. Uh, I mean, it's Danny Elfman. You can't go wrong. So um, yeah, so this is Halloween, the, um, lead, tra- the single lead track, the theme to, uh, of course, Tim Burton's 1993 Claymation Masterpiece, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, this was actually Danny Elfman's 15th, uh, like, soundtrack at this point. And this ongo, is only 1993. <coughs>
0: Well, he did um, Pee-wee, right? Yep. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Batman. Uh, Batman. Batman Returns. Yep. He sang all. He did. He was the voice of Jack Skeleton in this too.
1: He was the voice on on the song. Oh,
0: I thought he was uh, the voice in the show too. In the.
1: No, uh, uh, Chris uh, Sarandon. Okay. Uh, was the voice of Jack in the movie. Uh, but all the singing stuff was done uh, right. done by Elfman. Even more impressive, all of that done while he was still in Oingo Boingo.
0: Man. Yeah. Wasn't, um... Yeah. What's his name in Oingo Boingo with him? Um, the guy who did uh, the music for the Wes Anderson pictures? Hold on.
1: Uh, Rushmore score... Oh, not to mention the Simpsons too.
0: I'm just Mark Mothersbur- Moth- Mothersbaugh. Oh yeah, he did the Simpsons. The mm-hmm. Simpsons. Yeah. Oh no, Mark Mothersbaugh was in Devo.
1: I'm sorry. No, no, go, go, go. Ah, but you, uh, everyone understands the confusion there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these like, new wave, or um. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like the pre alt, the new wave. Yeah. Yeah. You say new yeah. Wave. They um they went on to become composers.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of it had to do with the the way you, <coughs> they were writing songs back then, especially with a lot of the synth work mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. It, you really had to like plot your songs. And there was a lot of guys doing uh like concept albums, stuff like that. So, like storytelling was went hand in hand with a lot of these albums.
0: It's funny, Mark. Mothers- and you're
1: also you're also writing songs with music videos in mind as well.
0: That's true. Mark Mothersbaugh did um the the music for Pee Wee's Playhouse.
1: Oh, look at that. Yeah. I wonder if they like collaborated. Like, hey, working on Pee Wee. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know, like that. That's how I picture it would go. Probably, yeah. Um, but this, I mean, this song was everywhere, and it, it was just so catchy too. And and it's the perfect way, like, to open up the movie. It, it really, and it, the way it builds, I never really like took notice of that. Like, it, it, the weirdness of it, it builds, you know. Like, it, it starts off with just like the ghosts and the graveyard and the graves. And then some vampires, and then it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder, um, until you're actually in,
0: did, uh, Marilyn Manson did the cover for this on the, this the, who's it with the album of covers from the song, right?
1: Yeah. So they did a reissue, um, back in, I'm gonna say it was 2006 and yeah, Marilyn Manson did it, a cover of it and uh, panic at the disco, uh, as well. Hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's one of those little catchy ones that you still, uh, I don't know, I sing it all the time. It, the album was nominated uh, for a uh, Golden Globe. Uh, I don't, I don't, wait, what year is this? 93. Oh, Jurassic Park. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm like, who the hell would have beaten this? Yeah, John Williams. Um, and then all I, all I did was click on Golden Globes, and I even see uh, John Williams. So I want to say that was 94, right? Let's see. And oh, this is a long, convoluted list. 1993. People can listen to us Google things. Hmm. Oh, no, not even. Oh, no. Kitaro. Heaven and Earth. What the hell is this? So Jurassic Park not even... Would have Jurassic Park been in 1994. Yeah, maybe 94. No, because it's not even there. Hmm. You know what? Fuck your Golden Globes. Uh, Hans Zimmer won for the Lion King in 94. I get that. Ugh, but it beat out Forrest Gump. That's rough. That
0: had more of a great soundtrack than... um. I mean, you know the score's there when the fucking feathers floating down, but yeah, you, you don't really. It's not really memorable. It's the
1: soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, the soundtrack's memorable in them. Huh. Anywho, it got nominated. The album got nominated. It was, uh, yeah. It just the the the, the music itself that soundtrack it just goes so well i mean he worked with tim burton so often too so it's kind of like uh it just it's a a, good fit and i mean well
0: from what i know uh tim shared a lot of the story with danny in just their personal like uh like acquaintance like the conversations Mm -hmm. and he was like oh if you want to work with some of this stuff like go ahead this is the story and then like Danny coming up with some of these songs, helped inspired Tim to write more of the movie. It was like they fed off each other.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: So I, I think Danny Elfman could get as much
1: credit for this movie as Tim Burton. Yeah. I mean, I mean, music really can create a mood. So if you if you have an idea of where you're going with something, and then someone creates music to go with it, and well, you have now that to work with going well, I forward. Think,
0: I think that's what made this movie a musical and not just a a movie. Yeah. What's this?
1: Oh, shit. Do I realize? I like a musical.
0: Yeah, there's very few I like, but this is this is one of them. Damn it.
1: This is a musical, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because but most, it is. most of the movies your daughter watches every day are musicals.
1: Nah, that's a good point.
0: Like Lion King's a musical.
1: Just can't wait to be king. Wow, I was singing that in my head, and you're the, of all the songs, you'd be picked the same one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah
0: look at us. Oh gosh I'm the same way like uh do you know what my next one's gonna be
1: uh yes because I have it written down here damn it all right here's my next pick.
0: show song to Strange the lost boys <clears throat> um by uh g mick uh jared mcmahon um so i watched this interview with him and he said he uh wrote this from he didn't even see a, a frame of the movie he was just handed the script and uh when he presented to joel schumacher Joel was like, Wow, you managed to perfectly capture the feeling of this movie and this song that's gonna be my intro. And he's and and he's like, Oh, I didn't watch the movie though. <laughs> it was just it was based on the script. And he's like Damn. he didn't want to write the movie the song's really not about vampires. It's about like family abandonment.
1: Yeah, which is yeah.
0: Which is kind of the you know, but the like gothic, dark wave rock, just really, mm-hmm. and this like, Oregon shit, is so great. And um, <clears throat> Marilyn Manson just last year, rec covered it. And I mean, if there's anyone who should cover the song, it's Marilyn Manson. He's got the yep. perfect voice to do it. And his songs, not, his version sounds really good. It was for this the show uh, Titans, and uh, it's gonna be in the new uh, mutants movie, which is like a horror. Um, X-Men movie. If it comes out, I don't know if it's still coming out.
1: Yeah, I, I was excited for, It felt like that was in limbo, like it's fate was in limbo now. Yeah. It's like, I, I love the prospect of it. Like the, doing that, you know, changing it up. It's not a straight up superhero movie. Yeah. Or, um, superhero movie. Yeah.
0: Um, so he, uh, he had like the whole chorus like idea in his head and um, it was one of those things that he said it came together in like a half hour just everything like melted right together and he said he wrote the lyrics uh, within an hour or two and then just recorded the demo like the idea was so quick and um, Joel Schumacher of course said you nailed my theme song to the Lost Boys I can't believe you wrote this without seeing a frame of the film
1: you would think that almost like you would have to, even if you didn't see the film, but just the visual of it, like you can. I mean, yeah, that that over doesn't the board hurt walk. that I've seen. The, I know the movie, but like when you hear this, you see it. Yeah.
0: Well, all of us who've seen the movie, you could tell that opening like like helicopter scene, which would be done yeah. nowadays. But uh, McMahon always says if he f- would have seen the movie first, he probably wouldn't have written Cry Little Sister wrote wrote written Cry little sister.
1: Oh, I'm glad he didn't see it then. Yeah, right. Did
0: he then see it? No, he then saw it, but then he said, I wouldn't have wrote this if I wrote oh, it for this movie, oh, gotcha. but yeah. it fits perfectly. He did, not again, he didn't want it to be specific to vampires. He just wanted it to be about longing for family and a uh, rejected use perspective,
1: which, you know. Yeah, but if it fits perfectly. You don't have to be. I like it when it's not so literal. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, and, and it works for you. I, I definitely on my uh uh nighttime driving Oh yeah like for sure. Driving in the dark playlist. And if if you're uh, looking for a good
0: like Halloween movie that is like off the beaten track that really doesn't get like it's never gonna be on a uh freeform's thirty one nights of Halloween.
1: Well, of course not, because right. then they'd have to take uh they'd have to take Iron Man off. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um it, it, Lost
0: Boys is definitely a great Halloween. Movie. It's such a spooky. Like I'd would lo- love Santa Clara if it wasn't for the fucking vampires.
1: Uh, I I still think Emilio Estevez wins in a wrestling match. Yeah. Um. That
0: goes back a long time. I'm sorry, I accidentally started your next pick. Spoilers. Spoilers. But I'm ready for it. Hot it up. All right, here's your next pick. great song
1: oh yeah again this is another one this i mean this was my uh this used to be on my i had a cd of like when i would have to like go up on like bus trips to new york this was my one of my random just plant your head against a glass and try to fall asleep until you can get back home kind of play list
0: now was... um you might think a lot uh, like I know this song. A lot of our, our generation knows is this from the SNL.
1: Yeah, the <clears throat> more cowbell.
0: Yeah, more cowbell.
1: I mean, I was a fan of. I, I mean, I grew up listening to my all my dad's stuff, so I was, you know, a fan of Blue <coughs> Oyster Cult. Uh, you know, even long before that. This is even even when I hear this, like I'm one of those. I'll get kind of snobby, I'm like, of course it's. Uh, I'm more of a fan of. Uh, veteran of uh psychic wars i don't even know be any
0: weird. i don't know any other other music i don't know this single... what about godzilla i don't know that Nope. burning for you nope
1: you know burning you've heard it
0: i i might have but i don't know it
1: no if you hear it you'll be like oh yeah that song um you never heard godzilla i usually walk around singing it
0: well i probably don't know what you're walking he picks around up singing a bus and
1: he throws it back down as he waits to the city to the center of town Nope. Godzilla. Nope. No? Huh. You're missing out.
0: I do know. You know the first time I actually even knew about this song? What's that?
1: Uh, was it Halloween?
0: No. Oh. It's in the first movie?
1: Yes. It's actually... Uh... So that's what kind of gave it, like, it's... Uh... Um halloween semi status because i mean the lyrics and stuff don't fear the reaper a lot of people so it caught a bad rap because people are like oh it's about death and suicide and talk about romeo and juliet and um what it was um you know really about and what Dr. dharma wrote it was referring to is like look will it's a love song oh like, it's hey, the weed scene yes, yes yes we, yes 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 yes.
0: it's the weed scene when they're smoking weed
1: yeah, when they're driving, it's playing in, on, on the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but it's kind of like uh, it's supposed to be about, you know, it's like, oh, we love each other, and even when we die, we'll still e- love each other in the afterlife, kind of that kind of thing. It's not actually that intentionally that dark of a song, but the lyrics lead to otherwise, and then it being also in Halloween, and then there's that really like mellow i want to say floaty kind of uh vocals to it yeah but then haunting haunting yeah but then it also leads into these weird guitar solos and stuff um yeah i this used to be i you know on halloween mixtape cds i would throw it on there of course
0: well do you know why this i know this i haven't i haven't answered the question oh
2: um
0: Probably the movie that paid the most homage to slasher films. The original Scream soundtrack had a version of this song in it, but it was, like, really slow. And then, like, I looked up, like, I I was obsessed with that song. Scream, Don't Fear the Reaper. It's in the scene. Okay, it's by uh, Gus, the band Gus. There it is. I'll play it for you on the scream soundtrack which i had it's really slow and creepy it's a scene where uh billy breaks into the room and she's scared you know, you know that first scene mm-hmm. where he's probably actually the killer you know spoilers
1: ah i didn't finish it yet
0: isn't this creepy it is creepy so I, I bought the scream. I was obsessed with Scream. Oh, my sister and I watched it probably like a hundred times on pay-per-view when it came out. And um, we went to the beach and there was a CD store and I bought the soundtrack. Like and I would still love to get this on vinyl. They put the score out, but um, this is such like a haunting cover of a ha- already haunting song. I like it. And then like I wound up finding like the Blue Oyster Corp. Co- ah, blue
1: oyster cult version. After this song, so.
2: Ugh,
1: now I'm never gonna say it right ever again. Thanks. Well, you know I'll never say it right to begin with. Well, no, but now I'm gonna be calling it blue oyster cult coi- or blue. <laughs> I blue oyster
0: fucking. cult. Oyster, yeah. oyster. It's a, hot, it's a tough one. It's tough.
1: Uh, but you never heard burning for
0: you. Really? No. What's that? So it's. Yeah. Blue. Burning for you. Oyster. Cult. Oh. burning for oh there it is. Let's see, burning for you. I'll let you know.
1: And then oh yeah, I know this song. And then Godzilla. Let me hear more of this.
0: I'm burning. Up. That sounds just like it.
1: Godzilla (coughs) love this damn song
0: I don't know this one is this it? yeah nope I knew Burning For You but I don't know this one at all I like the music video Godzilla destroying shit This could have been on your playlist here.
1: Godzilla? This is spooky, yeah. Yeah, it's just fun. It's a fun song. Huh. No, I never heard this one. And then, uh veteran of psychic wars oh, that's my favorite song but that's one of those weird ones people are like really I'm like yeah i like that kind of stuff called veteran veteran of wars? Uh, Psychic wars uh psychic wars they were in they, it was a concept album nope if, if if you like uh people talking through their songs is the way to go when you're in that weird, weeded out Peter Gabriel kind of mood, that's what you go for. Like, this is kind of like yes, right? Uh, that's yeah. kind of mean to say, but I guess. <laughs> just... Sorry, no, that's all right.
0: Uh, good pick though. Oh, good thanks. Here is my, this one, I'm going to play this one from tip to tail because this one is, this is quick, but it is, you don't really get much more Halloween than this song. song was by the misfits it's called halloween written by glenn danzig uh, a fine gentleman who i thought i uh, had a reputation for being a dick but him and i had a wonderful like 40 minute conversation about greed destroying Bethlehem steel
1: no shit
0: oh yeah this was like seven years ago
1: was it really i was gonna say i was always a Danzig fan i liked him as a oh and that won me over uh when you went on aqua teen hunger force
0: oh yeah yeah and he had i mean he is the misfits and he had Doyle like Doyle came out that night Doyle uh, Wolfgang von Frankenstein (laughs) (laughs) um so this was from October 30 they released it October 31st 1981 uh 5,000 copies were pressed the first song is called Halloween the second song is called Halloween too I mean I love uh the l- lyrics except for one the second verse that I means starts out bonfires burning bright pumpkin faces in the night i remember halloween but then it says dead cats hanging from poles and schmuffin and all can't, can't let me get behind that mm-hmm. little dead are out in
1: droves i remember halloween
0: <laughs> do i do it good
1: i like yeah yeah i like how you've uh you've caught
0: uh uh too close to home status on something oh yeah yeah, the yeah. dead cats hanging from poles yeah the 1991 it's like Halloween, i mean i mean Halloween, they can Halloween, get down right candy apples and razor blades yeah well Olive, uh olive can yeah olive, olive, she's got one eye she's got bad sense of um uh, uh per- death perception but uh yeah. the schmuffin can easily balance on a pole she'll be up there she'll get down
1: that's good. If not, but, that's what we pay taxes for. You call but, the fire department.
0: Yeah, but it ends much more happy. This day, anything goes. Burning bodies hanging from poles.
1: Oh, well then.
0: I mean, they probably deserved it. The <laughs> cats didn't do anything. No. Oh. The humans. They are
1: probably the people that put the razor blades in the apples.
0: Right, yeah. But this song was always... Well, I, I first heard this when I was in middle school. And I started getting into Glenn like i'm 18 and i like it mm-hmm. or was that was that alice cooper
1: that was alice cooper
0: yeah 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 i've, I've gotten all this yeah I, I did get i did get into Glenn Danzig. um mother is Glenn Danzig, right yes yeah that was my that was a song i remember that that was my gateway drug and then i learned about the misfits after glenn danzig and i was like "What? this is fucking rock and roll the songs were like what this song was 90 seconds (laughs) the songs were like Mm -hmm. two minutes and they're fast and they're fucking fun and um yeah danzig puts on a hell of a show still Mm -hmm. die 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 my darling that's misfits and Uh, where where is he hmm night of the living dead die 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 my darling (laughs) I won't say a single word.
1: You'll be seeing me again.
0: In hell.
1: Right? Yeah, uh, hang on. Sorry, I'm looking at... Uh, <coughs> no, no upcoming shows in 2019. Oh, Danzig? Yeah, I was just like, I wonder.
0: You know who covered... Oh,
1: uh... Uh, and Amazon creeping up on me. So I got Danzig. I got Cult of Luna, Rancid, Slayer, and Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, machine head, guar, Melvin's Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, and then off to the side, an Amazon ad for a Disney princess dress. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, creepy computer overlords, watching everything mm-hmm. we do.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Alkaline Trio has covered this song too, it's pretty good. And I, I'm a big Matt huh. Skiba fan via Blink 182. <laughs> Listen, I love Tom. Tom DeLong belongs he is Blink 182. But I'm also a fan of the new Blink 182 with Matt Skiba. They're very different Blink 182s. They're not the same. The music sounds the same, but it's not the same without Tom DeLong. But I do enjoy the Matt Skiba version with Mark Hoppus. So the new version the new album 9, I've been playing a lot of it. I really enjoy it. I and I like I like uh, California 2, the last album. It's just when Skiba tries to song, sing the, the long parts and the, it's just not the same. If if Tom rejoins the band and it's a foursome and it's like a super group, like the new plus old Blink-182, I'll be very happy. But yes, Matt Skiba, Alkaline Trio. They covered Halloween. You're lost, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All I my... started
1: looking at concert tickets then.
0: All my emo pop punk fans out there know exactly what I'm talking about uh, all right he, we are on your third is this Alice Cooper?
1: Uh, third yes, let me so flip hard. over this random piece of paper note.
0: It's Frankenstein is it be my Frankenstein? Oh feed my Frankenstein I mean this from Waynes world, right? This Is from Winsworld, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. so, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I this know.
1: is uh, the whole Alice Cooper. We're well, not well, it worthy. Wasn't supposed to be. He was supposed to play School's Out, and then, like, two weeks before the filming of the scene, the manager was like, Hey, we got a new song, and it's Feed My Frankenstein.
0: I loved it. I was so happy when I saw this. It was like it, this song, I had the soundtrack that I had both, um, this soundtrack and the the Wind's World 2 soundtrack. The Wind's World 1 soundtrack, I had just Primarily for this song and um.
1: Bohemian Rhapsody?
0: No, that was two. Wasn't it?
1: No, Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't one.
0: was it one? Okay, it was, I was. It wasn't. But it was um. Uh. Ballroom Blitz by oh, uh, Tia Carrera. Uh.
1: Who originated Ballroom Blitz? Uh. Shit. I'm kicking my own ass for this one. It
0: was sweet that ballroom sweet. blitz. Sweet, yes. yeah. But the Tia Carrera version was on the album, and I love that in the movie.
1: Is and ballroom blitz one of those songs that everyone can sing when it comes on? I think so. The man in the oh, back said, hey, "Everyone attack and it turned into a ballroom blitz." Yeah. Um. So feed my Frankenstein. In the, corners of the uh, ballroom yeah. Ballroom you could say, say it's a Halloween ballroom song ballroom. because it says Frankenstein in it. Um, this is all about, uh, banging. Is it? Oh, um... What's Frankenstein? Well, his Frankenstein, its well, he's referring to his libido. Ah. Uh, Let's see... Well, first of all, he's got a crop. (coughs) He's just smacking himself in the crotch with it. Here, hang on, let me pull up the lyrics here, because there's ones in particular... Uh, I don't want pizza. I'm a hungry man, but I don't want pizza. I'll blow down your house, and then I'm going to eat you. Bring Mm -hmm. you to a simmer right on time. Run my greasy fingers up your greasy spine. Feed my Frankenstein. Uh, My libido, is a psycho. Oh, here we go. This is my favorite line. Let me drink the wine from your fur teacup. Velcro candy, sticky sweet. Make my tattoos melt in the heat.
0: Okay, so this is even well, more...
1: I ain't no veggie like my flesh on the bone. Alive and licking on your ice cream cone. See, it...
0: This is more on and the even... nose than Halloween by the Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Here's the thing. This is why Alice <laughs> Cooper is so badass. Um, he can walk around dressed like that and dressed in leather, smack himself in the crotch with mm. a crop while having pizza and Frankenstein and pizza and um, ice cream in his song while also uh, referencing kind kind of link at well yeah they mean to do that at the same time that's true well he's a brilliant man you know he knows he knows all about uh, Milwaukee it's the good land.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he starts giving him. Um,
1: it's my favorite scene in the movie. He, he starts. Hold on. We got
0: to play it, don't we? Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Uh,
1: Alice Cooper. Um... The scene itself is right there because I watched it like four times. Because this video literally links to it. Sorry, right, come on,
0: come
1: on. I'm
2: Hurry up, sorry. Bro. No, no, I can't let you in. Sorry. Alice! Is this cool? Yeah, come on in. Yeah. Sorry to bother you, but we had to come and tell you how much we really enjoyed the show, didn't we, Garth? <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. We're
0: not mental or anything, so don't be afraid. My name is Wayne, and this is Garth. <laughs> Nice to meet you guys. So, do
2: you come to Milwaukee often? Well, I'm a regular visitor here,
0: but Milwaukee has certainly had its share of visitors. The French missionaries and explorers were coming here as early as the late 1600s to trade with the Native Americans.
2: In fact, isn't Milwaukee an Indian name? Yes, Pete, it is. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwakay, which is Algonquin for the good land. I was not aware of that. <laughs> I think one of the most interesting aspects of Milwaukee is the fact that it's the only major American city to have ever elected three socialist mayors. <laughs> Does this guy know how to party or what? Huh? Huh? You
1: <laughs> get so uncomfortable there. Okay. Um, so,
2: we got to get going.
0: No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with us. With Alice Cooper. Here they go. We're not worthy! Yep. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! He just puts his hand We're out. That's great.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, every airport the guy's ever gone into now, uh, he's got to deal with that.
0: Does he, I hope he puts his hand out like that. Oh, he does. He yes, does. he does. That's great. He
1: lets it go for a while, but then he's like, look, if they're willing to make asses in themselves like that, they deserve it.
0: You'll laugh, um, you'll cry, you'll hurl. Yeah.
1: Um but here's the thing that's alice cooper i mean that's really the guy's a genius
0: and he's a big golfer too
1: um yeah and uh but i god i just i just love that scene. You know, i would love to just hang out and talk american history with alice Cooper. <laughs> yes, pete, um, <laughs> yes, yes pete it is yes pete um and just it's so dry it, it's stuff like that that back then it is again we had talk about this all the time like Yeah, the scene was kind of funny. Now, I think it's like my favorite scene in the movie. Mm. Um, That and the gun rack scene. Yeah, I don't own a
0: gun, let alone many guns, to facilitate the need (laughs) for a (laughs) gun
1: rack. Um, So here's what's crazy about Feed My Frankenstein, though. So this came out in 91. It's his 19th solo studio album.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's still
1: touring now.
0: Yeah, well, he's also with the Hollywood Vampires.
1: Um, and on this <coughs> track, he gets Steve Vai and Joe Satriani, and Nikki Six. Wow. Yeah, it's just uh, it's sick. And then of course in the video too, you you get Steve Vai and Joe Satriani, dueling guitar solos with their shirts off. There's not much more you can really ask uh, for. Oh yeah, guess. you gotta have your, you gotta yeah, pop that shirt off. Yeah, it, it, scree- it screams Halloween, and he's got, you know, it's Alice Cooper alone, but then you got a giant glow in a dark skeleton that he bursts out of the chest, Yeah, and the lyrics are, feed my Frankenstein, even though everyone just refers to Frankenstein as the monster, but we all know that he's really the scientist that created said monster.
0: Yes, well, But yeah.
1: let's not get too picky about that. We all know what we mean.
0: It's Frankenstein's monster, but uh, the lexicon has dubbed Frankenstein as the monster right. itself, yeah. yes. All right, um, let's move on to my next spooky song.
2: When I look out my window Many sights to see And when I look in my window So many different people to be, that it's strange, so strange. You got to pick up every stitch. You got to pick up every stitch. You got to pick up every stitch. stitch.
0: Pick this song, Squeezer, a, cause it's a badass song. It's awesome, Donovan's great. Um, <clears throat> um, fucking Robert Plant has covered this song live tons of times, and it's the name uh, that they used for quite possibly the second best John Carpenter. Halloween movie ever made which I'm gonna get a lot of flack mm. for because people don't like it but <laughs> Halloween 3 season of the witch uh, which does not have Michael Myers in it at all uh, they, they decide to go a different route I've talked about the season of the witch before but mm-hmm. um, it's about this uh, uh, mass company that's like channeling the occult and they're selling these three masks and they're playing this, um, happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween song, mm-hmm. which I picked for my last uh, playlist. and, um, when, when they play this in Halloween it they, they, they plays this, like, like a video like, dun 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 dun, dun, dun and, the, and the video causes the mask to, uh, uh I don't know, communicate with the occult which causes the kids, like, head to explode and, like, vomit up bugs and shit.
1: Oh well, yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, it's a great movie. I, it's a really fun movie. Halloween three: Season of the Witch. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, and you like um, you like the old aspects of Halloween, like the the Celtic Stonehenge route roots with Sam Hane uh, or, or however they call it. Um, that's. Where they kind of like dug up the roots for uh, Season of the Witch, Halloween 3. And this song's just fun. And if you have a fucking Halloween party, you gotta put this song on your playlist. Right?
1: Oh, I think, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the chill down time one.
0: Yeah, they use this. I mean, uh, I th- I'm pretty sure this has been used in a Halloween House of Horror, uh, a Treehouse of Horror, a, a Simpsons episode. Um, it's probably I know Lon and Del Rey just covered it for uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark <coughs> so a lot of these songs we're doing have, have like recent covers that's how so you know the longevity of a good Halloween song when it gets mm-hmm. a decent cover uh, but I still like Donovan's version the best and uh, yeah that's my fourth song anything with organs yeah, the organ's a good Halloween instrument. Yeah. <clears throat> well
1: it's yeah, it's kinda got that like Dracula kinda
0: This one it's like It's in the season of the witch. Like that just like you're ready to go out and trick or treat now. Now that you heard that. Mm-hmm. It's like open the floodgates, give me candy. I, I got a... someone was listening to our old our old um shows and uh <laughs> he commented on um one of my... I said, trick-or-treat's a threat. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good... Yeah.
0: I said that in one of, the, like, I guess the old shows. Hold on. I'm trying to find out who sent me. Um, I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's true. Trick-or-treat is a threat. Oh, yeah. Our friend, uh, Chunk85. He's a good, good dude. I got to send him some cereal. He goes, uh, revisiting old Halloween episodes trick-or-treat is a threat classic rk i was like well it's true <laughs> you're saying trick-or-treat like give me something like give me candy or you're in you're in for some shit
1: yeah we are going to set your house on fire
0: yeah so or or put some sort of form of feces all over your house mm-hmm. whether it be man or animal or plant plant feces. plants poop Everything poops. I think there's a book called Everything Poops. Yeah. yeah. You should get it for your child.
1: Oh, we're good. We shit enough around here.
0: <laughs> all right, here is your next pet.
1: Doctor, what on earth do you think happened
0: to that poor boy? Nurse, in all my years of medical practice, I've never seen anything quite so horrid. No, 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 Nobody does it. What? Squeeze.
1: Oh thanks This is one of those ones where I don't know how It didn't make the cut the first time around
0: uh, It was on my list some... Yeah It's I had, one like... of those
1: things where like, you have it And you almost don't want to talk about it Because you want to save it for later Right You know, Fresh Prince DJ Jazzy uh, Jeff yeah. Uh, Nightmare on My Street Off of 88's He's the DJ I'm the rapper mm-hmm. um, A rather popular album uh, this was yeah, the I third single I mean it went triple platinum it was the first double album ever in the existence of hip hop um, I don't know if you ever heard the song Parents Just Don't Understand me never yeah that was, uh, that was on there as well um, and this was number 15 on the Hot 100 yeah uh, and it was also a little controversial yeah
0: there was a music video apparently
1: uh, apparently, and, and then there wasn't, and yes. but now it's back again. Yeah, you can the find internet. it, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it disappeared for years because there were only so many copies and it was reported all lost, um, and then it resurfaced online uh, not that long ago. Uh, the video is awesome. Um, yeah, that's cool. I think the video, this video in particular, is better than the official video. I think this song's better than the official song. Uh, so yeah, the controversy being, so this came out in uh, '88, and it was supposed to. Which uh, which Nightmare on Elm Street would this have been?
0: This was supposed to be in four. The Dream Master.
1: Yes, the Dream Master. Okay, so this was supposed to have been on four. Um. And instead, so there was kind of, I don't know, it's not necessarily (laughs) clear what happened at the beginning, Um, but they had produced this song with the idea that they were going to pitch it or they were in works with um, the producers on Nightmare on Elm Street and this would be included on the album and it would be, you know, like all part of the, you know, marketing and the universe of nightmare on elm street uh instead somewhere in the works things fell apart it might have been even early on but they decided they went with the fat boys instead and uh with their song are you ready for freddy
0: right and freddy
1: uh, uh, actually the robert england actually is in that one i, I think he, one. you
0: think he's in this one too uh
1: no well if, if he was originally he was replaced with the frankenstein looking kind of freddy with the record uh stylus as yeah, claws they instead. had
0: they his he was originally in the, the original recording
1: but they couldn't put him in the video yeah they yeah, lost the rights to it uh somewhere in the process and but yeah, they went with sued. it anyway hmm? new line sued like crazy new line yes
0: yeah um, but they were able to keep the the song it was the the motif from uh charles bernstein's theme for nightmare on elm street it's in the yeah. it, it's the song
1: um, and, but I think the real problem was when they released the video and the video played on MTV. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's where they kind of drew the line. So my, my question was, and there's actually a disclaimer, um, it has not, no affiliation whatsoever with Elm Street film. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you just Google, um, nightmare on my street and the video plays, and there is a front end, back end disclaimer explaining how they have no affiliation. They have no rights to the material. You know, etc., cetera, etc. Um, they settle out of court. Um, but my question is, and to you, because you're a, a master at this, only because you haven't been caught yet. How is it? I, I have a theory why it became a problem, but how you could argue that it's parody.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it, that that's how they are allowed to continue doing it.
1: But that there was even a, a suit to begin with and they did have to follow through with the season. This and why the video was then banned.
0: I think it was uh, just, it was business. That's why the song still exists. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My theory was it wouldn't have been such a big deal or why they even like sued to begin with. Cause you, I think you would have said, I think it's cause they had a working relationship. I think from, and then it the, fell apart. No, I think the lawsuit said, that
0: it was the video made it seem like it was associated with the movie, and it wasn't parody. The original yeah, video.
1: I, but here's the thing: when you look at that video, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I, I would. You can almost assume watching it that it's parody and not associated with it. just the budget-wise and how it's not.
0: Right, but then like they made. Freddy's not in it, but they made the video for "Are You Ready for Freddy?" and it was so similar. That's how they were able to. Proof, proof of concept. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah but the so they, ready for Freddy sucks.
0: I know, but they showed in court. They showed the video and they said it's too similar to Nightmare on My Street and people might confuse the two, and that's how they that's how they beat the parody thing. But the song still odd to exist because yes, it's it's yes, they they paid for the sample and uh,
1: it's parody. Mm-hmm. Um, but how perfect? I don't want to sound like an old man, though. But as far as storytelling (laughs) goes, like this song is six, over six minutes long. And it's all like a coherent storytelling rap. Like it's not just random and repeated verses. And uh, it's just, I I think it's, it's, it's art. It's storytelling. It's perfect. It's like, it's, as, really, it's as well, like old-school like hip-hop the as you can
0: get. that it showed up after uh, Jazzy Jeff said his girlfriend at the time taped over his copy, mm-hmm. and Will Smith said his father lost his copy. There, They were like, if anyone out there regularly taped MTV in 1988, go through and see if you have it. The internet yeah. would love to see it. And then it just falls under Patton Oswald's geek culture theory, that everything that ever was is available forever. <laughs> uh, saying that all culture is being endlessly preserved for anyone who wants to see it. Uh, that 30 years after the video was unavailable, it just showed back up again. That just, that's why YouTube and the internet is the greatest thing in the world. Until a solar flare hits us. <clears throat> Until a solar flare. And then you can listen to my vinyl collection. Yes. Uh, as we manually
1: turn it. Yeah, you got to crank that shit in the poly While you're being eaten alive by wolves. Well, you know. Got hey, to one world. can dream. Hmm.
0: <laughs> one can. All right, here is my last song. And this song you might Were like... Were there already? Really? Yeah. yeah. You might wow. say, like, how is this a fucking Halloween song? But God damn it, I couldn't go without putting a Ghostbusters song on this...
1: What's that? You laid out just in time. Why? When everyone goes, What the hell is this?
0: Yeah, right. This is saving the day. And if you don't know this song, like like stop listening to the Radios podcast.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you just
0: This is as the Ghostbusters are being escorted to Dana Barrett's apartment to take on the coming of Gozer. If you can't get any more Halloween than this song
1: hell no. Like you no, put I mean, on, I mean, this is, this is the song I listen to when I run red lights.
0: Fuck yeah. This is the song I listen to when I fix people's problems at work. I used to, whenever I like fixed Regina's pro like computer and shit, <laughs> I'd put this song on. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, if, run the red light. You're, yeah, just run the red lights. Yeah, yeah exactly. When you're putting the fucking proton pack on, you're getting ready to save the day as a kid. Mm-hmm. This is the fucking song for Halloween. You're getting ready to go out there and bust some fucking ghost ass. You are listening to Alyssi's save the day. And this, I love this song. Like, oh, yeah. I love the soundtrack.
1: It, 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 You know what? It's one of those, the underappreciated soundtracks, I'd say, of all time. I mean, I think we've had this argument before. Yeah,
0: well, we talked about the score, and Elmer Burstine's yeah. score is, like, what made the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the Alessi brothers, like, I never would have heard of them if it wasn't for uh, saving the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they came in the province with their hit single in 1977 called All oh Lore, which I don't know. They're identical twin brothers, Billy and Bobby Alessi. Did you know that?
1: No. I i mean, honest to God, I know this song.
0: Yeah, I know the song.
1: I, I, I feel bad. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know anything else that you. This is the song from Ghostbusters.
0: So, in 84, they released the track, Saving the Day. Day. Um, they were nominated for a Grammy for Best Album and Original Score Written for a Motion Picture. Well, like, the whole the whole album was. It was nominated for a Grammy. Uh, they, over the years, they've arranged, produced, and or written releases for Paul McCartney, Debbie Gibson, Frankie Valli, Richie Havens, Olivia Newton-John, Christopher Cross. They toured with Andy Gibb. Um, They contributed background vocals. I know all those names. Yeah, for Art Garfunkel, um, the John Lennon and Yoko Ono Milk and Honey album. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been covered by Pete Frampton and Rick Rick Springfield and have been featured in the main event and Ghostbusters. Mm. They have success in jingles and advertisements. And um, in the 2000s, they resumed touring an album recording career as a duo, they released an album in 2012, and they were inducted into the Long Island Music Hall of Fame. Their song Seabird was included in the music over the closing credits for Ta- uh, Taiki uh, Watiki's 2016 adventure comedy Hunt for the Winder People. He directed Thor Ragnarok.
1: Yes. And Thor Ragnarok was awesome.
0: Yes. So they've got a, they've still got a career from the Long Island Alessi brothers. But Saving the Day is probably uh, for me their most important song. And this oh, is,
1: yeah.
0: you mean put the whole Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters two soundtrack on your playlist, and even get the score. Um, and put that on. The Elmer Bernstein score is just like, like mm-hmm. fucking. I'm just gonna play a little bit even, of it.
1: Even just. Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. Oh, what are you gonna play? I was gonna play the main theme from. Oh. Yeah, the. Dun, 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 dun. It's it's the little things
1: that just kind of fill the air. It just.
0: And Hot Night? So it's gonna be a hot night. Anyone wanna play Partizan? You know that song, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then, of course, the.
2: Writing's not oh,
0: come on, ads. Well, grammarly, it's, it's uh, uh, this grammarly is You're killing us. There, here we go. There you go. I don't know if you can still get it, but there was a really cool Mondo release of this. Which I pre-ordered because I I will now have two versions of uh, this soundtrack because I or- I pre-ordered the um, one off Amazon and then Mondo had to go and release it with this fucking really cool artwork. Ah. Is, oh yeah, it's still available. So these, this
1: is one of those things that just one of those tunes that just kind of plays in your head as you go about your day and like the the simple like, uh, Mediocre Tasks. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this, this just runs through my head all day. Yeah. It, it's funny, for someone that doesn't believe in musicals, um, my day is, like, scored throughout. Yeah. There's always a song in my <laughs> head, no matter what I'm doing.
0: Well, uh, if, if you're a fan of the score, you can get the, the original score on vinyl, but um, on Mondotees.com, you could get the score with this really cool fucking artwork. Uh, on a 180 gram colored vinyl uh, with uh, liner notes from Tim grivling and uh, Paul Mann did the artwork and it's only uh, I think 35 bucks so Mondotees.com if you're a fan of the Elmer Bernstein score I have completed my playlist squeezer.
1: How br- wait, I just want to point out how brilliant that man is and like pretty much anyone that's capable playing music but when if you were to just watch that scene dry and you have to come up with a music to that is that what you would come up with in your head no he was great and that movie wouldn't we've we've discussed this on our yes. last
0: ghostbusters episode when i told you i i pre-ordered the soundtrack remember yeah it wouldn't this movie wouldn't be this movie without the score that's why i'm hoping jason reitman whoever he hires to score his next movie they take their cues from this score because of course Elmer's past and uh yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I I think the way things look, the way they're paying respect and homage. Uh, I, I'm
0: Yeah, the teaser used some Elmer Bernstein in it, so I'm hoping yes, you're exactly yeah. right. All right. Um I think you went traditional with your last pick,
1: right? Very. Yeah, Very I, I felt it felt weird that this this one <coughs> especially didn't make the first cut. I'm like, oh we gotta go like yeah.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: A monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster man. It was a graveyard
1: smash. He did the, he he did the, the
2: monster,
1: monster man It's a, a damn catchy song, even outside of Halloween. It is, absolutely. Um, and, and since we started working on this show, like for over a week now... I have been singing this damn song constantly. <laughs> I've been uh, singing
0: "Cry, Little Sister."
2: Cry
1: Little Sister.
0: No one knows. i probably be doing that. What now. the fuck I'm singing, but
1: yeah, um, no, and and it, it doesn't hurt to you kind of throw the voices in and make the faces as you go with it.
0: The monster mash. Um, should yeah. I do it as? I I mean I don't have my voice, but should I <laughs> should I try and do some impressions for
1: you? Uh, sure.
0: All right, throw out who should I do it as? Uh, hmm. Should I do Donald Trump first and then Barack Obama? Just to be even.
1: With no voice? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Gotta keep everyone happy.
0: He did the match. It was beautiful. The wonderful, beautiful monster mash. He did it. I did it better. I've done way better monster mashes. But he did it. It was great. I saw it. Beautiful monster mash. How was that?
1: Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. A little, uh...
0: Wait for we'll my try. brock. Uh,
1: uh, go ahead. <clears throat>
0: uh, I talked to Michelle, uh, Malia, and Sasha. Uh, the girls, uh, they agree that the monster did do the mash. And for the American people, I believe that the monster should continue doing the mash.
1: Uh, all due respect, uh, the cold does benefit your Obama.
0: Oh, it does? Good. Yeah, yeah. Alright, who else? Am I on right? Oh, uh, yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of, I love
0: the <laughs> I did the monster mash. I'm going to squash him like a bug. Oh, no, get the a a monster book. away from me.
1: Regardless of the lyrics, you have to squash him like a bug. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. He's got your, I'm going to squash him like a monster. I'm a large giant.
2: Get that snack alive for me. like this day, Roberts. If you bring your on me,
0: I'll clutch it. Like a monster mash. How was that?
1: That was good. That was good. Yeah.
0: Should I, do, should I try to do my McMahon?
1: Ah, uh, good luck. Your monster is mine! My- I think you hurt yourself on that one. <laughs> I, I, I think I can taste <laughs> right, the bow. blood in your throat. Thank you. All right, pal. First, the capillary on that one. Uh. Well, I'm glad that you threw the impressions in because you lead right into the point. That's where the whole song came from. Yeah? Um. Yeah, so when uh, Bobby Pickett had a band um, and they would be up on stage... And you would do, like, these impersonations um, on stage like that, and, and people, like, went for it. And, like, hey, let's make it a song. And it's kind of based off of... So it was the perfect timing uh, for this. Um, in the early 60s, all, like, the the pop dance it, it It was their time of the Macarena. Okay. So, when the Macarena came out, there were a bunch of other, like, dance songs and, you know, the electric slide, and the electric slide part two or whatever the hell it they did, it 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 did. It you know, it 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 you know it it they, it. they they getting a little out of hand. In the early 60s, you had the same thing. Like, you had the mashed potato and the twist and the twist again and all that shit. So, Monster Mash is actually, like, a parody of that. Like, it wasn't, you didn't go in there taking it seriously at first, like... Um, oh we're going to make this song. they were mocking the what was already out there and it didn't hurt that at the same time uh the universal monster craze as you could call them you would refer to them now um the monsters were huge you know wolfman dracula uh, frankenstein the mummy they were all um it, it was their era of their marvel era mm hmm like, what Marvel is right now, that's where they were with the monster fad. Despite, no matter what Universal tries now, they're not going to recapture what they had back then. Because um, a lot of people would rather even watch those, you know, movies than they would something from now. Um, and he would do, like, uh, Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi impersonations, and he even has them worked in the song. Um, but what really sells it is he commits, man— um, and even like the the main video, if you if you search for it online, you find the video. It's from American Bandstand, and so it's just uh pre-recorded <coughs> backing track, vocal, all that, and him just maybe singing, maybe lip-syncing it. But his facial expressions and the way he sells it, right? Uh, he, just, he just it it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch an old-timey, you know, watch an old show from 1960. I think. I think that was 1962 as well. It was uh, so this dropped um, like the week before Halloween in October 1962, and then just blew up and it just took over uh, the airwaves. And he was on American Bandstand, and you can watch just one guy singing this song, and it for like four minutes or whatever. Uh, it'll entertain you, just because he sells it with the facial expressions right. and all that. I don't
0: I don't understand how uh there aren't more of these Halloween songs because Christmas like they're ubiquitous but there should no, be No it's funny. Go. ahead. I, I'm done. I'm done. Like there should just be more Halloween.
1: Yeah. Um I had this I I, I posed this question to Mrs. Squeezer because no, you no. know she's big into the uh late 90s early 2000s boy band uh dare I say Craze. Um, and they were obsessed. They loved their Christmas songs. Like everyone, like there, you could put out, you got one song, you had one hit, and the next thing you did was you put out an entire Christmas album. Because mm-hmm. you were guaranteed to get airplay, right. you know, because they would just, the record, the radio stations would go for it and, you know, they'd put you out there. And then you'd squeeze your own in there and then like Mariah Carey would come and, um. know, yeah. I get a big hit and then go crazy and blame a dear friend for. Well, we won't get into that. But um, yeah, it, so I asked her, I go, hey, any of your boy bands or, you know, little pop sensations of the time, they do any like Halloween stuff? Because mm-hmm. like, I don't know this. Yeah. And she looked at me weird. I'm like, she's like, no, why would they do that? I don't know. It would have been awesome. But they were all in you're right. They I because we're in the same frame of mind. I asked, hey, they did all this Christmas stuff. Did they ever do like Halloween songs? So there is a I think there's room out there. I think so too. You, like there absolutely should yeah. be. Yeah, and you can go out and write a fun song and it can be campy. It could you could be it's nothing's wrong with the thing now is everyone they look at one hit wonder is has this tag as like a failure, you know? Coming from someone that likes music from the '80s and '90s, right? If you look at my playlist, everything's a one-hit wonder. Mm -hmm. Everyone had one song.
0: No, hundred percent. Like, like that's how you uh, knew, um, you were uh, someone of the '80s. Like that's how you knew you were an '80s band. Yeah. You had that one hot
1: song. Yeah. It's more than anyone else has. You know, unless you're like you know dire straits or something like that and then, yeah okay uh but maybe if it's anything like this song sure you charted once but maybe 50 years later you'll chart again because even as like within 10 years like uh 2012 i think this thing cracked the top 25 mm-hmm. now because it, it, it's a hit it, it's everyone it, it's one of those songs that will forever you know exist it's Halloween's every year and you're always going to hear the monster mash yeah, and every kid's kid. going to yeah, dance to the monster yeah. mash and every like kid going to have, you know, we had cassettes, some kids had CDs and now you'll have just, you know, playlists with monster mash in it.
0: It's like grandma got ran over by
1: a reindeer. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's married to a, a an event and when that event happens, it resurfaces every year and it just, it gives it staying power. Uh, you're and it's a right. fun song. It's a good song. It's a great song.
0: I love it. Uh, and that's 10 more songs you could potentially add to your playlist. We gave you 10 last year and you got 10 more this year. And I think they are 10 good ones. We had, um, This is Halloween, Don't Fear the Reaper, Feed My Frankenstein, Nightmare on My Street, Monster Mash. We had Nightmare by Tuesday Night. Well, we'll call it Running From This Nightmare. Halloween by The Misfits, Season of Witch by Donovan, Cry Little Sister by uh, G-Mac, and uh, Saving the Day by uh, Alessi Brothers. This is a good list. These 20... these I'm sorry, 10 songs alone, plus the 10 songs we had in the last... Well, 20 songs, that's almost... Half your Halloween party, yeah. by by next year, and maybe the year after that, and you have forty songs, you, you might have your whole Halloween party pretty planned yeah. out.
1: after four, they might not be great songs after year four, but they'll still be Halloween songs. We'll, we'll do our best. I don't. Know,
0: I I I'm gonna take a stand. I'm gonna take a political stand. I and mean, this isn't gonna be. Um. Uh, and this has nothing to do with the documentary that came out. I just have never been a fan of Michael Jackson.
1: Oh, I get you. All right. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. I'm not of a fan. So It was
1: on my short list, but I'm like, ah, I don't want to fight with you.
0: Yeah. Thrillers. I guess it's a good song. Not a fan. Not a fan of Michael it's Jackson. A, it,
1: it, it, it's a great song.
0: Whatsoever. Yeah. Well, he was a monster. Well, yeah.
1: They, they put makeup on him. They did a really good job. <laughs> he was a zombie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they actually they didn't really. If they would have just known about it, they wouldn't need to do any of the makeup.
1: Maybe they didn't do makeup for that video. Yeah,
0: right. Now, now, it, like if in, in two thousand nineteen, you just have someone look like make someone up to look like Michael Jackson. It's a monster. I don't know what's true or not. I'm a, I I'm a smoke there's fire kind of person. I I, I would probably like. Everyone's like, like so surprised by that documentary. But back in when I was a kid, everyone said Michael Jackson touched little kids, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So. I'm a where there is a smoke monster, you're gonna be let down. Kind of
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, hundred yeah, well, percent. When this is a smoke monster, you know the writers' room is just fucking with you, and you're gonna get lost <laughs> third, third through sixth season. But yeah, so if you're wondering why none of us has done thriller. Um, and come on you know is a fucking Halloween song we don't have to do it we're giving you every we're gonna give you we give you right now 20 songs that aren't Thriller so you're welcome one of them was Monster Mash another one was Purple People yeah we're giving you some on the nose ones mm-hmm. so you don't need Thriller I'm I'm off my soapbox squeezer and you can uh, yeah I know you know how I feel about Michael Jackson just not a fan I of do. music let alone his possible discrepancies.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it, it was a fun show. And
0: when... Well, I, I started off pretty weak, I feel like.
1: Oh, no, well, I would say frail.
0: I rebounded, though, didn't I?
1: No, 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 I, I'm not going to let li- you. Were, you said, I was going to, like, all right, he's not feeling too well. We'll do it, right? But no, no, no. You kicked it up and then by the end you had all the energy to, you know, take on the greatest pop sensation of all time and call them out for, you know, allegations that everyone, everyone just wants to think about when they think of fun Halloween songs. I did not (laughs) take on, I I was
0: trying to think of like (laughs) the true greatest pop sensation of all time. Cher, I didn't take on Cher. Fair enough. I didn't take on Britney Spears. I didn't take on Justin Timberlake. Oh God, I hate Justin Timberlake. Sorry, I didn't mean to How say can that. can
1: you hate Justin Timberlake? I,
0: I, I Ask Enchantress, I had a he nightmare. He seems
1: like a, such a sweet guy.
0: Yeah, and he was good in the Facebook movie. It's just-
1: He was in Southland Tales.
0: That's, <coughs> that's not- I had a nightmare once. So Enchantress came in the room- was Southland
1: Tales? She,
0: no, she came in the room and I grabbed her by the arm. I'm like, did the lineup for Firefly come out? She's like, no, I'm like, I had a nightmare that Justin Timberlake was lining like you need, help. you need help but no I, th- I feel like I, I once I, I tried like the hot toddy and once I like started putting beer- are your shit face no no the hot toddy I didn't even I had like two sips
2: hmm.
0: once I start drinking beers I started feeling more normal And that's healthy yeah so I'm fine now and then I was able to like, push through and and, and say some um, stuff that would divide our audience. <laughs> Listen, I just don't like Michael Jackson. I don't you know, whatever he may or may not have done, I've just never been a fan. The free Willie movie shit, you know, that wasn't my thing. <coughs> I like the uh... So
1: you believe whales should stay in captivity?
0: <laughs> yes, I'm a firm believer that <laughs> Willie should Whale have st- captivity. Stay in <laughs> I'm a firm whale captivity believer. Uh, fuck the wha- fuck the killer whales. They're called killer whales. Should they be killing us? Squeezer?
1: Um uh, honestly, well, we can we can keep on the killer whales are, are fuckers. You ever watch them when they like catch a seal and they kind of play with them before yeah. they, you know, kill them? Yeah, yeah they're monsters. Yeah. But beautiful creature beautiful monster <laughs> creatures
0: beautiful they belong in captivity not free with michael jackson songs
1: they should all be destroyed they Should all
0: be destroyed yeah. uh no i'm kidding i like, I
1: like <laughs> that's what the show's gonna go down as yeah. uh two uh mediocre podcasts call for the extermination of all orcas
0: two mediocre podcasters for the extermination of orcas hmm. and play the same Halloween song. It's on 30 second song. I got this on loop. They're going to get sick of it.
1: Well, eventually we're going to hit the post.
0: <clears throat> um, Check out uh, this, this show goes up tonight, but check out this weekend uh, our, our Ninja Turtle Pie trucker hats are going for sale on Radiers com. Get yours. They're very every color is super fucking limited dish. You see them in in our room, Squeezer, you know how there's only about ten of each mm-hmm. color, uh, so get yours while they're hot on radiers.com. Uh, and uh, we- I like
1: the dark green; it reminds me of my Boy Scout days.
0: I like the turtle green, like the the bright green, but I, I mm-hmm. like them all. They're really cool. Uh, you can get them on radiers.com, and um, we'll be back next week with more Halloween uh, retro talk on the Radiers podcast. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Bye.